Hey, Megan. Hey, Howard. Hey. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> what's up? I think it's time that we meet up and talk riffs. Okay. I don't, I mean, you're here, right? Let's do it. It's kind of the only reason why you ever come over. Oh, come on, Megan. It's like, it's almost like you don't want to just sit and drink tap water. The whole reason that we are doing this is because I came to visit you. Mm. That was, we weren't podcasting that day, <laughs> but then you start talking and I was like, uh, I can't be the only one that hears this. <laughs> well, why don't we get into it and do another Grift, Grift Horse. Everybody, welcome back to the horse. <laughs> Saddle up. <laughs> Saddle up. Giddy up, gang. It's uh, yet another uh, ride around the rodeo track. Let's do it. Do they it. call it a rodeo track? What do they call it? Oh, yeah, I'll take that. Rodeo? Rodeo? I like, I do like saying rodeo. Rodeo. Yeah. Well, you're southern fried. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of NorCal people are kind of like southerners. Isn't that right? I mean, I've been told that I kind of talk like I'm from there. You yeah. Know, from, you know, Central yeah, California. Yeah, a little bit of a... Mm-hmm. My grandma says y'all. She does. I love that. Yeah. When I moved to Texas, I started saying it. Just because that's the law or... Well, you just absorbed it. I absorbed it because it, I realized it was... It flowed better than you guys. It was just like y'all, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. It goes better with the heat down there. <laughs> the extreme heat. <laughs> Tell you what, I bet you don't miss that, huh? I do not, but I'm getting a taste of it today. Because it's hot. It's hot. In Los Angeles, California. Yeah. My action figures are melting. <laughs> <laughs> I lost all my spawn guys yesterday. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of heat, our Patreon is heating up. <laughs> uh, let's thank these new subscribers. All right. Sizzle, sizzle. Let's give a big thank you to Patrick Beasley. Thank you so much, Mr. Beasley. Of course, he gave us Max Beasley, the great comic who's mm-hmm. tearing it up. It's Max Beasley's dad. Thank you so much for being a part of the Grift Horse family. How much more could he contribute to comedy? Seriously. Birthing, well, I guess the mother birth. well, you know. Mother probably had some. Impregnating the mother. Yeah. And then giving us money giving for us our patrons. And, um, and and Max, yeah. And well, Max. And well and then okay, and also Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris, thank you so much. You I, don't have to send us children. Uh we'd love you anyway. Yes, we got more than enough kids as it is. Andy Kranz. Hey Kranz, Andy Kranz. I like that. And that's He's uh, a KR guy like me. <laughs> Welcome, uh fellas. Appreciate it so much. How about you ladies? Let's get some ladies. Uh, yeah, out on I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck man you know i'm looking i'm trying to make a more equal planet and yet at the same time the ladies aren't really uh stepping up yeah what's up with that we gotta look into that maybe uh we'll get some analytics back that we can check out yeah i'll check out the analytics on the back end i'll holler back at you let's put a pin in that and then we'll circle back okay let's do that great uh, do you want to get into the hot headlines of the week? Uh, yes, I do. As you know, I live in a vacuum, so I absorb no news. Is that true? 
Well, no, not entirely. But I mean, do you go on the web in the morning, see what's going on? I try not to because life's hard enough. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It'll it'll take you down sometimes. Yeah. Well, you want to hear what's going on today? I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I forget. I forgot on the ride over. You forgot what was going on this morning? Yeah. Uh, CBS Viacom merger. That happens every week. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know that one. I'll that's tell pretty you, much. That's pretty much all I got. All I care about is grift headlines. So why don't we rip open this new copy of <laughs> Grift, grift Gazette. Gazette? Ooh, hot off the press. Oh, <laughs> this room can't handle any more heat. I have the air conditioner <laughs> off for recording purposes. Sizzling in here. <laughs> it's a skillet. Uh, okay. Megan? Yeah. This one affects somebody that we know that's in our lives. They're not family, but they are a member of the public eye. Okay. And even a member of law enforcement, quasi. Okay, all right. This gentleman is a bounty hunter. Mm. You say to me, which bounty hunter is he? Yeah, because there's so many famous bounty hunters, I can't just pick one. Well, but the, yeah. Which which one is it? This one goes by, let me see, Dog. Dog, yes. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, Dog. Not a family hunter. member, but acts similarly to some of my family members. Okay. He's racist is what I'm saying. He did have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I watched a couple seasons of that show. Okay. I did develop some... This was before the controversy. Okay. I I developed thank you for clarifying. Some, yeah. I developed some empathy for the man because I thought he doesn't have a ton of tools at his disposal, but he is trying to help, it seemed like. Okay. And then, uh, I don't know, I just kind of stopped watching. <laughs> but I did, I did get to see him and Beth once at the underground parking lot at uh, Target on Santa Monica. The one in West Hollywood where that woman stabbed those people? Uh, was there a stabbing over there? Yeah, you don't remember that? No. At the West Hollywood Gateway, that's what we're talking about? Yeah, where there's like a Target and a... Uh, uh -huh. And uh, Happy Nails and a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hot, and, hot and juicy crawfish. That's the place. Yeah. Uh, one time a woman uh, flipped out in like the kitchen aisle and took a knife and just started stabbing people. Oh, inside the Target? Inside the Target, oh. yeah. So that's why I always refer to it as the Target where that woman stabbed those people. The stab Target. Yeah. I called it the cruising Target because you will get cruised when you go in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You will. It just happens. Uh, bought a few bathing suits over there. I'll try to steer clear. Sure. Maybe that's why Dog and Beth were there, to try to bring law and order to that target. I mean, it has been a lawless environment in some regards, yeah. Well, now the lawlessness is in his email because he got scammed. Love it. Uh, what happens with this scam is the scammers say that they want to uh, do a wire transfer to send you money. Okay. But because it's like a real estate scam because of escrow accounts, they what they do is they cancel the they cancel the money coming back to you, but then before before it's canceled, you're supposed to reimburse them basically. And what they just emailed Dog the bounty hunter and said what did they say that he had money coming in from? Good question. The scammers wanted to wire transfer the dough. 
except for the clause in the contract which gave the scammers five days to cancel the transfer. Okay. If the scammers back out of the deal, the scammers would essentially be getting him to pay them back out of their own po- out of his own pocket because the wire transfer would never actually hit the bank account. All right. So it sounds like it's a real estate deal. Okay. What kind of real was he like uh, selling a boggy marsh in uh, Florida or something? What, what kind it? of real estate is this asshole into? Yeah, why doesn't it have that part to it? <laughs> All right, we may have to chop. I'm going to go online and get this story. Sorry. Uh-huh. Your questions are great. I mean, I should know this stuff. <laughs> Valid questions. Well, it turns out the dog almost got scammed. Oh, he wasn't successfully scammed. That's heartbreaking. Yes. <laughs> The man's why He just lost Beth. I mean, you know. You want him to have a tough 2019. I really, yes. I want him, as someone I'm sure voted for Donald Trump, I want him to die of an oxy overdose on his jet ski. Well, I, I want him to I suffer endlessly. I would not want to see dog on a jet ski. <laughs> he wears that weird robe and all those weird pieces of turquoise. No good. That seems, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you fell off, that would definitely be a liability. Yeah. Kill a few seals. <laughs> Uh, so basically, they, they were asking him to come speak at the United Arab Emirates to speak at an economic empowerment convention. I love this. Yes. Uh, he responded, yes, signed a contract. Uh, they send over a cashier's check for $430,000. Wow. But it immediately triggered alarms. The check had an address that was connected to an empty building in Sacramento from a company. (laughs) Yeah. You like that? Yeah, just empty building in Sacramento. You're going to get an audible lull from me. (laughs) Uh, And the company was based in Oregon. Okay. Uh, Basically, he was supposed to donate half the fee back to the organization running the event. And then... Basically, yeah. When you would reimburse them, they would cancel the transfer. So then you sent in right. the money. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, look at that. They sniffed it out. Don't do not try to scam a bounty hunter. I mean, you could definitely you probably pull that off by scamming. Uh, maybe an Instagram influencer. Right. Would be a little more green. Yeah. Uh, you could probably scam. Someone who's not around law enforcement all the time. Don't scam one of those Kardashians because, what, Kim's studying to be a lawyer? That's right. She'll probably be able to sniff that out. And she's got connections on the inside. If you get put in there, she could have you taken out. That's true. Also, cares about prison reform. Uh, Who else could you scam in this fashion? Uh, I would say, like, honey boo-boos, like reality stars like that. All right. Definitely, definitely struggling financially at this point, I would imagine. The stars waned. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think the star has waned so much now. Uh, I believe they're on Wii TV, Women's Entertainment Television. Oh, really? No longer TLC, the learning channel. Don't quote me on that. Okay. But I want to say I did see that uh, the mother figure had a show on, because, you know, I watch Wii, because I watch Life After Lockup. So oh sometimes they'll give you promos for other shows, and that was What's Life After Lockup deal with? Uh, that's, uh, people who date people in prison. Oh. And then when the people get out of prison following their lives together. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't actually date a prisoner. But? But I was in a long-term relationship with someone who became a prisoner. How, how, how did this person become a prisoner? 
Or do you not want to talk about it? I'll just go into it quickly. So, <laughs> uh, after I dated her, she started dating a guy who was manufacturing ecstasy. Okay. The DEA sniffed it out. Yeah. Came over, threw him in the slammer. She did 10 months in federal prison. Okay. Yeah. Did you send letters to her? I would send stuff. Like, I sent money. It was like an episode of Cops. You know, I would go to right. like Western Union, send money and stuff. But it turns out she was having a better time in there than anybody I knew was having on the outside. But she was manufacturing ecstasy in there or what? No. She she went in there and it was just like they played softball. (laughs) They they gave each other hairstyles. Right. I think she hooked up with a a bigger lady in there to to protect her. Yeah. But anyway, so the life after lockup part is I did see her after she got out of the joint. And? was great <laughs> <laughs> that is i mean you know speaking of griffs though this we could tie it back into griffs the women in prison i guess really anyone in prison huge grift is just finding people on the outside to send you money okay for you to buy frito-lay products and cigarettes and so drugs that you have and whatnot status with. on the inside or buying power on the inside yeah they all have sugar daddy sugar mommies yeah well, she knitted me scarves in return. I mean, she didn't do it for nothing. Okay, so it was still it was kind of transactionary. She wasn't just bleeding you. Yeah, I okay. still have them. I got I call them my prison scarves. <laughs> Where uh, do you get yarn in prison? Good question. I don't know. Huh. It was odd. Like I sent her some stickers one time, and they just came back like prisoners aren't allowed to have stickers. Interesting. They would do something with them because with adhesive. the adhesive, yeah, like maybe huff it somehow or something. Maybe or Distill use it, it to create a weapon or something. Okay, but it was odd and it was over. It was quick and it was it's over. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's just so much I don't know about you, Howard. There's a lot of stuff from the from the whole TGI Fridays thing to this. What will next week reveal? Hmm. Well, time will tell. Mm, Sign mm-hmm. up for Patreon. There'll yeah. be extra revelations on there as well. <laughs> That's an incentive, actually. Absolutely. Maybe uh, I'll sign up for the Patreon. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. Do you do not have access? <laughs> <laughs> to a credit card? No, they won't let me have one. Uh, well, I'll, I'll hook you up. Yeah, I'm all. I'm off. I'm off digital. Well, uh, good luck to dog. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot we were talking about dog. Yeah, yeah. Life after bath. <laughs> Do you know that he did say he was going to be buried in an Indian cemetery? Why did he say this? I think he just, he always intended that he wanted to be buried in a native cemetery. Oh, he's like one of those racists that also has a uh, dream catcher uh, on the rear view mirror of his truck. Yeah. Kind of guys. Yeah. Tight. And he said he was going to have his feet pointing... I think he said he was going to have his feet pointing to Africa or something to try to make up. Oh, for all of the horrible things he said? Yeah. Huh. He strikes me. I mean, I understand he's allegedly a law enforcement professional. He strikes me as someone who might do recreational drugs. Mm, The dog? That's kind of, that's recreational drug talk, man. Mm, What? wanting to be buried having your feet pointed towards africa and reparations okay that kind of sounds like something somebody who's been tooting would say maybe so maybe he gets it in his skin like from handling the perps it just (laughs) absorbs it through his skin he absorbs their negative energy maybe okay that's possible or is or their drug residue right 
Well, yeah, drug residue is negative energy, if you think about it. Wow. But what about the positives, positives it does, Megan? Um, you know, apes ate mushrooms. They got expanded their consciousness. Did apes really do that? Mm-hmm. Are you just trying to make me watch those nature documentaries again? I was thinking about it the last time I was watching one. I was like, Megan needs to see this. It was odd to me. I was actually thinking this week about what is it, why is it that she stiff arms it? Why is it that she pushes it away? Because I feel like it would, uh, like, I, like I've told you before, the next step is I just have to be a pothead. Because I, for some reason, observing- I associate those things with heavy drug smoking. But, but couldn't you watch it without smoking drugs? I haven't, I've never known anyone who's watched them without smoking copious amounts of drugs. I don't know if it's possible. I mean, Have I guess theoretically. the new ones and the, the photography, <laughs> the narration is tight? It's like more interesting than a regular movie. Is it an American person narrating it or an English person? It's an Attenborough gentleman. Okay. Attenborough sounds English. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're, you're this far removed that you don't know about him and his narration? Mm, yes. Can you believe this, Grifters? <laughs> Isn't the part of the point of not going to work in a cubicle so you could stay home and explore? I'm staying home. I'm listing shit on eBay, man. You know, I'm still working. I'm, go- I'm driving to the west side to do a focus group about chewing tobacco. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But that's, you're caught up in man-made stuff. You got to take five minutes a day to see the animals. Oh, these episodes are five minutes long? Well, take, now, no, but you can, watch okay. them at your, you can watch them in chunks or whatever. <laughs> what, so it'll take uh, a month to watch uh, two episodes kind of thing? When I'm seeing a hyena and a lion fight over a carcass, right. I'm thinking about the U.S. economy. I mean, it makes it just, yeah. I, you know, I'll get around to it. I'm thinking about do or die, that kind of stuff. Like, uh, I just got to, I got to catch up on love after lockup. Oh, okay. First, that's watch a spinoff. Human prisoners. <laughs> I mean, if you went on a time machine to 500 years ago. Yeah. Are you going to be like, what's the, is the Kaiser, or is it like, what's going on with prisoners after they get out of the dungeon? I mean, it seems kind of interesting, yeah. Mm, I guess it is, but it's still it's it's so man made. You got to get into some eternal stuff. I don't like fucking nature, though, dude. Like, I like parking lots and fuck Angeline billboards and shit. I don't like trees and dirt and stuff but like that. You would that. admit that you came from that. Yeah, that's probably why I don't like it. But I, I mean, come from an area that, you know, some people would describe as God's country. No, no, I'm talking about... Picturesque beauty. It took millions of years to develop you as a human. Right. Because you come from the animal kingdom. Well, now, oh, now we're going back on this evolution thing with you? It's always, it's, it always comes back to evolution being real with you, Howard. It's not real? <laughs> no, man. And fucking dinosaurs were put here to test our faith in God or whatever. Oh boy, I did tell you guys last week about Megan being from the least educated circle <laughs> of the United States over there. Uh, no, well, I'm not, let's get off that. That has nothing to do with grifting. That's just uh, <laughs> personal vendetta stuff. I mean, I get it technically could have something to do with grifting because I could watch it at any time because I have multiple. I have passwords for every streaming yes. platform, I and think, I do not pay for them. 
if if someone was a boxer, maybe they would watch the way animals move to get inspired to see the flow. Okay. It's the same to me with grifting. Those animals are hunt. They're not just hanging out in the wilderness. They're constantly on the lookout for stuff. So, okay. Maybe I can multitask while I'm watching. Maybe I could look at the Craigslist free section while I'm watching That's what I want. the nature documentaries. That's what I want. I want one eye on the animals. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one seeing uh, where there's a free couch in yeah. San Dimas or whatever. West yeah. Covina, wherever. Mm-hmm. There's so much shit in West Covina, man. Yeah? Makes me wish I lived out there. Why is there so much shit there? I don't know. There's always, you know, the Covina. more ill you get, the more the more free shit there is. True. Uh, you want to get into a little grips and giggles? Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Could that be less climactic? Uh, hey, Megan. Hey, Howard. Guess what? What's up? I think it's time for a little grips, grips and, and giggles. giggles. Hey, Megan. Yeah, Howard. Turns out a teen faked being rich on Instagram and he was shocked by how easy it was. Love it. This kid in London, he got a green screen. Yeah. His name's Byron Denton. That sounds English. I think that's why I thought he was English. Yeah. (laughs) I actually knew a kid named Byron in middle school. It was an American kid. That doesn't, that doesn't track. Yeah. He lived by this place called Bernadine Music. It was okay. just, so I would call him Bernadine, you know? I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think I was bullying. I didn't think anything <laughs> was going on. He was just a victim of happenstance. But really. one morning I go, hey, Bernadine. And he comes up to me and he looked like he'd been thinking about it like all night. Yeah. And he comes up because if you ever call me that again, I'll punch you in the face. I was like, all right. Bye, Ripley. <laughs> Just shows you how quick you could become a bully without knowing it. Right. I never thought about it in those terms. Yeah. I was too busy being bullied. Oh, did you get bullied? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. By by women? By both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. The kid, well, the girls were especially cruel, uh, like, because my sister died when I was 13. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but when I got back to school... The uh, like the the popular girls had started a rumor that I had killed her. Oh, because that was so like you know, evil. Yes, because wow. that was so that was such a sinister character. Did you play into it? Uh, a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> kind of doubled down with the whole uh, sinister element. Sure. But, well, uh, there's similar things going on in our story because this guy was faking <laughs> or leaning into the fact of showing that he was very rich. Right. In order to just gain more followers, I guess? Yeah, to gain more followers. And uh, he figured out that when he would post with luxury items, he would easily get 10,000 more likes than if he didn't have them. By luxury item, you mean like a Louis Vuitton fucking hand towel or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And like he could just sit in his room and make it look like he was on a private jet with the green screen. So like he's flying on his way to Dubai or some festival or something. That's brilliant. That's a brilliant grit. I mean, I would turn that into becoming a social media influencer and then you start getting the sponsorships and all that shit. So do you think fake it till you make it? Do you think maybe he revealed his scam a little too early? I absolutely think he did. Yeah. 
I mean, it seems like, what, he just did it to prove a point? Yeah, or to, like, say, oh, wow, look at this. Fuck proving a point. Get fucking, get that money, son. Get that grip money. You know what I'm saying? Get fucking, get him to send you a case of Ciroc. Come on, man. Yeah. Maybe he's got this stuff hidden somewhere and he's not telling us. Like he actually does have the cases of Ciroc? Yeah, like he like really... Like in a storage facility? He, he was about to get caught. That's why he took it public. <laughs> uh, so there it is. I mean, it's... It's a pretty lucrative scam if he kept it going, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's easy enough to acquire luxury items mm-hmm. because all you do is just buy them and then return them. Right. Or buy them secondhand if you live in a place like Los Angeles. Yeah. It's very easy to buy actually nice shit for a reasonable price here mm-hmm. because those monsters just throw it away. Yeah. By those monsters, I mean the rich. The rich. Rich monsters. They're all monsters. Name one good rich person. Oh, what about... uh? that bezos (laughs) (laughs) all right i stand corrected what about rick rubin you know how i feel about rick rubin man you know i actually where did i just find out that you felt that way about rick rubin i don't know was i talking to you about it no maybe was it on twitter or something uh oh yeah i might have talked about it on twitter from another podcast you yes yeah yeah okay Uh, do you know there's a okay there's a four-part documentary about rick rubin executive produced by rick rubin on showtime right now i believe it and no one is talking about it and it's driving me insane i've already watched it twice that's eight hours tell me what's that's driving eight you hours crazy of my about life because I, in my mind he he has added some things well it's the most self-indulgent thing i've ever seen and okay. i've seen i love you daddy do you know <laughs> what i mean yeah it is insane um and there's just it's, it's just about how he's so clean spiritually and stuff about or? how he's clean spiritually and how he's like you know a genius and an icon but you he doesn't he, you know he's he's actually the biggest grifter musically of the modern age he doesn't do shit he did more if than he, he did it if he produces your album oftentimes he's not even there you might not even meet him you might just be sending him tracks over email and he'll be like not quite there yet but that's because he's at that point. I mean, he wasn't doing that back in the 80s. He was he was in there. Well, and then also in the fucking... But he uses the excuse that he, like, squandered his youth being in recording rooms and stuff, you know, when he was younger, with no windows, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so it's yeah. like, oh, so everyone has to suffer now because you <laughs> used to work for a living? That's what producing is. It's sitting in a fucking studio for hours working on a record. But so once you made $50 bajillion, why would you want to keep being stuck in that room? Because it's your job. What do you mean it's because it's your job? Other producers don't get to just fucking lay down and nod listening to the new Vampire Weekend track. You don't think that Quincy Jones, by some point, is not actually super involved in the project? He's just exec producing? Well, if he's just exec producing, then say he's just exec producing. Rick Rubin still gets a producer credit on shit that he doesn't even have his fucking fingers in the pie of, man. You think value to the artist that the album's produced by Rick Rubin? It gets more pr- notice, press. I don't know about that. Maybe he's already developed the plugins on the mixing board. He doesn't need <laughs> to sit there. I don't think he's ever produced anything in his life no. other than enormous shits. I think he's all, I think he's a dreadful person, and I wish nothing but ill will on well, him. All right, I got to give a little. You can say that about dog if you want, but, but oh, but why do you stand Ruben? What do you? What? Because I such a, remember before his records were out, 
And then I remember when they came out and they they were innovative. They were loud. Nobody had put guitars on rap songs like that. Okay, Nobody sure. Had. Right. But that, you know, that's in the past, man. Yeah, this is well, this is during the period <laughs> in which What have you done for me lately? Well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. This is during the period in which he worked for a living. What I have uh, you don't like with now, now that he's, he's in his grazing years where he's just like, ah, you do it. Well, yeah, exactly. He's just like pawning off all the work to these fucking interns while collecting these enormous paychecks from these like major labels that are floundering. Did I tell you what I met Bernie Brillstein? No. Bernie Brillstein, you know what he said to me? <laughs> what? He goes, you work. He goes, from 20, from 20 to 40, you work. From six, from 40 to 60, you cash in. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I get Rick Rubin is shockingly only. I looked it up. He's like only fifty four years old. He looks like absolute shit. Yeah. He looks like he's eight hundred. He does. So I guess he is in the grazing years. But just okay. If, if I had met Rick Rubin as this Rick Rubin, I would make fun too. Right. But I, I met him as a young kid from Long Island. Sure. F- fair enough. But even irrespective of whether or not he continues to work for a living. I cannot recommend this four-part documentary okay, higher because it is complete batshittery. I mean, this is the network that brought us roadies. This is the okay. network that brought us I'm Dying Up Here. This is worse than all of those shows combined. <laughs> this makes roadies look realistic. It's insane. I can't... They And they hire like a... They hire a little kid and put a beard and a bald cap on him to play like baby Rick Rubin. Really? Yes. Like, and they do scenes from the past? Yes. All right, I got to see There's this. reenactments, Howard. Oh, wow. Okay. So maybe David Lynch shows up, ta- starts talking about how much he loves ZZ Top. It's crazy. It's insane. He didn't, Rick Rubin didn't produce ZZ Top. He did not. But, uh, okay, a British slam poet comes over. Did you know slam poetry is still big in Britain, apparently? I don't know. But there's a chick who's a British slam poet who's already released multiple albums that have done very well <laughs> that comes to America to record at Shangri-La. Rick Rubin's... Oh, by the oh, way... was Rick there? Rick wasn't there. That's oh. the thing. It's his studio. <laughs> you only see her alone in the but studio. She, she records outside the house. He's not even there. Do you you never see him interact with her at all. Let me just tell you something. I don't produce anybody. If you were saying that a slam poet's coming to my house to record, I wouldn't be there either. <laughs> but the slam poet's people are paying you to be there. But another, and I'll how stop. Do you, how have you ever even heard of that slam poet because of her association with Rick Rubin? Well, yeah, because I'm one of the 12 people who have watched Showtime Shangri-La. <laughs> yes, indeed. But, I mean, and I'll stop talking about this in a minute because this is making my blood too hot. But Shangri-La itself, so the whole fucking series, they're talking about, like, what a legendary place is, what a beautiful place. It's how that's it's just recording complex? How, yeah, how it's absorbed all the beautiful music that's come through it over the years. But then you find out in the last episode they moved it he's only owned shangri-la for like 10 years because fucking rivers cuomo found it to record the fucking uh whatever the weezer album's got pork and beans on it wait so that's the legacy of shangri-la i mean the band used to record there in the 70s but the band sucks ass Fuck the band. The band had three good songs. Fine. You can have them. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, what the, the the rich legacy of this place where the band recorded in the 70s and then it just laid fallow. 
and then fucking pork and beans got recorded there are you you kidding me i'm enjoying this so much (laughs) if you got if you have someone's showtime login highly recommend it i'm gonna check it out you can sign up for the free trial i just i love how hard you go because there's oftentimes i'm in who charted and though there's like uh, the 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 people that work there and stuff, yeah, they're looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm just going off on some rant about why they can't like pop punk or something. Right. Then I come in here and you just go after all of my <laughs> sacred cows. <laughs> oh, you're worried that you're not going to get in get a hot topic uh, development deal or something if you go after pop punk. Worried about stepping on someone's toes? Is that the well, idea? Well, with pop punk? No, I hate pop. I, I, I but I'm saying, are they, are they like, oh, Howard, you can't talk shit about well, pop punk. Well, they're just not used to hearing opinions, I think, because oh. it's, it's mostly improv shows over there. Right. Improvers are not, like, if they do that, they'll do it in character and everybody will laugh. Right. But if you're a real person going, what's this music makes me mad? If they, they're a real person saying, if Rick Rubin were sitting here right now, I would hit him. Yeah. I do not. I know. I would say I do not respect you. I might. I would. I'd probably after you socked him. I'd help him. I'd go get him some ice out of the freezer. <laughs> well, that you better get him a lot of ice because he takes ice baths. Him and David Blaine talk about pushing over pain, pushing over fear, and uh, what, some of that requires telling your body you're not dying when you take an ice bath. And I'm watching this fucking piece of shit take an ice bath, thinking. Where did he get all that ice? Imagine the intern who had to get all that ice, schlep it to Malibu, huge tub, filled a, a huge, and he's a large man, too, large man, large tub, full of ice, so he can prove that he has no Maybe he post, fear. It. He probably fucking did. It's probably Son one of, of our friends that had to go deliver <laughs> the ice over there. <laughs> Yeah, and he wanted it from, like, the Food for Less on uh, Hollywood. You had to deliver it all the way to yeah. Santa Monica from there. Well, yeah. I got to say, you, you weren't around to know to, to, for the sonic landscape, the change in the sonic landscape. When Def Jam Records came out, right. that it was a sea change. Sure. But, again, I mean, I think you said it perfectly. What has he done for me lately? What has he done from lately other than allegedly produced an Adele album that everyone agrees he actually didn't do shit on? I could see him not doing shit on that one because all she's she's already had her sound worked out. Howard. (laughs) I don't think he's produced anything in. I'm sure he has 20 years minimum. All right. So. You say F the new Rick Rubin. I say F Rick Rubin. I say Viva the old Rick Rubin. Okay. I'm glad we talked about this at length on our grifting podcast. I feel much better. And we giggled through it. Well, I'm not saying he is a grifter. If you think about how much money he's getting from like Interscope. He does more than P. Diddy. He does more than a lot of those producer guys. What? P. Diddy won't even lay down and nod in the studio is what you're saying? P. Diddy would just go, yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh. At least that means he was in the room. DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled, but also DJ Khaled is in the room at least, so talking into the microphone. So you'd rather stood in every video going, another one. <laughs> another one. Yeah, it would prove that he physically inhabited the same space as the artist that he's allegedly you like producing. You dickhead taking all the credit, even in the videos, <laughs> better than the guy who just hangs back with his furry beard and, and smokes incense. <laughs> 
and the no shoes thing man there's no uh, shoes, he talks defend. to a guy who it says his name or his his job is business philosopher <laughs> at length in a church uh, wearing no shoes okay. All right. took his shoes off in the church howard come on man all right you're right all right okay we're done with that that almost made me not want to hear License to Ill when I go home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was Grips and, and giggles. giggles. Yes. All right. Well, let's take a walk through the compound and head on over to the Grift, Grift Mill. Mill. I thought of a horrible grift. Okay. Okay. So you have my I, attention. I was on Amazon today, and I was making a sizable purchase. And I hope you're returning some of that stuff after you use it, by the way. I, I think I'm going to be using it repeatedly, but I've often thought about the way that you do that 30-day return yeah. window. Yeah. And it's just something to think about. Yeah. No, no if, pressure. If this stuff shows up and it's not too heavy, I think I'll be more apt to send it back and forth. Well, you, I mean, they pay for the shipping to send it back. It doesn't matter if it, if they're sending you a fucking block of gold oh, bullion. Oh, that's right. And the post office comes to you. Uh-huh. All right. Forget about all this stuff. So basically, we'll you it. just... So let, what? <laughs> we can talk about it. We can talk about it later. Now, let me ask you this, though. Uh, so let's say I bought something. What am I going to need to send it back? All you need... Just save the box. Yeah. And then you have a printer? No. Well, come over here. Use my printer. Oh. Print a label. Yeah. Put it on the box. Send the box back. That's it? Yeah. That's it. You just tape the box back up? Yep. Oh, that's pretty easy. Yep. Doesn't hey, get everybody. any simpler than that. That's a gr- your grift tip of the week. <laughs> grift tip of the week. Buy tape. Buy tape. Have well, it on hand. Well, and you know, honestly, have a printer, man. I mean, you know. I live two blocks from Kinko's. He's charged 50 cents. 50 cents? <laughs> But That's I, you're getting railroaded, but man. I, if I'm if I was sending a lot of stuff back and forth, that wouldn't be cost effective. But I, no. I print one thing every couple of months. Well, I mean, maybe you should be selling more, sending more stuff back and forth. You're right. You know. This is what I need. I need a strong person to hold me accountable. Because that's like you get a new printer. The reason why printers are so cheap is because they try and fuck you with the ink. Yes. Well, guess what, compadre? I can fucking refill the ink myself, man. Is it hard? No, not at all. I just did it yesterday. Do you have to get on like Jiffy Lube? Do you have to get underneath it on a rolling board? (laughs) No, you just take the cartridge. You drill a little hole into it once. And then you got a little needle full of ink. You just inject it. Let me see your palms and fingertips. There's no ink on those, ladies and gentlemen. They're clean. Look at that. You got good hands. Look at that. Look at that. Never worked a day in my life. You could be a damn hand model. But you could. But if you if you don't want to get ink on your hands, and also this is great for like uh, uh, any kind of um, you're talking about Jiffy Loop, any kind of car work. Just take the gloves from the doctor's office. What, those rubber gloves? It took a lot of them. You know, like afterward, where they're like waiting for you to leave, and yeah. you got the room to yourself? Yeah. I always fill my bag up. But, but, Because you, know, never, you never know when you're going to need them. What happens if the next guy comes in, he needs a prostate exam, and the guy's got no <laughs> gloves left? <laughs> then he's going to have to raw dog it, man. Ah, I don't know what the fuck to tell you, dude. 
Not suitable for grift horse. Well, I've thought about it, by the way. Yeah, you're sitting in there. You're like, well, what's up for grabs in here? But the only real, yeah, because what are you going to, I mean, you don't need tongue depressors. No. You're, unless you're really into juvenile crafts. Juvenile crafts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you got to yeah. make stuff. Well, uh, that was Griffville. <laughs> no, wait, you sorry. Okay, you thought about, you thought about a, uh, what? A okay, bad so, grift. So here's the deal. A lot of teachers going back to school. Yeah. Even though it's only mid-August, and don't get me started on a summer tangent. F <laughs> uh, these back-to-school sales, they start way too soon. Okay. But they're starting up, and what teachers do now, because you know the money goes not to teachers, right? They have to buy a lot of their supplies out of Themselves. their own pocket. Yeah, hate that. So what they do is they do Amazon wish lists. Okay. So I'm a teacher. I need felt, and I need magic markers, mm -hmm. and I need milk. <laughs> so, yeah. Pose as a teacher. I'm listening. Pose as a teacher. They send you all the stuff on the wish list, and you, Captain Return, mail it back, tape it up. Interesting. Yeah, what do you think about that? Well, okay, I think it's brilliant, but where my mind goes is if you returned something would it go to the person who purchased it in the first place oh good point you know what i mean you'd have to look into that before you very good so there's that's the sticky little details that will make or break your grift although i want to say okay i think one time for christmas my mom bought me a billy joel box set that i already had uh, oh my god and I didn't want to I'm in a house that hates Bruce Springsteen but she <laughs> likes Billy Joel case closed I win Rick Rubin's great <laughs> but she bought it on Amazon but I didn't want to tell her that I was returning it so I just returned it and somehow I got the money back so I okay. think I think if it's like a gift kind of situation you would still get the money interesting yeah well there you go I've been hanging around the master grifter and now I'm even and now you more, love Billy Joel. Well, no, I'm a little more criminally inclined. I'm thinking, ooh, pose as a teacher. <laughs> Return those markers. Keep that marker money. <laughs> that's a real, I mean, that's, uh, that's uh, what it, low stakes, low stakes. I mean, how much do markers cost? I don't know. Yeah, Four bucks? But don't insult the teachers. Whatever they can afford is good. Right. Uh, that's a fun one. Uh, of course, I'll never do that. One of our rules here is we like to scam corporations, not and individuals. Not, and not people. Yeah. So we'll leave that one on ice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, ma, we can do... Oh, yeah, we're going to do this one in uh In the Patreon. Kiss My Griffs, yeah. I'll do both of these in Kiss My Griffs. Tight. Megan, I like what happened today on Grift Horse. <laughs> you know, it was... Uh, we got spirited about music. We really did, yes. I'm going to go on Who Charted next week and talk about some some cons. <laughs> talk about what? <laughs> talk about con, argue about cons. Right. No, I, I like... In order to make it psychically right, yeah. Yeah, they smooth it to balance it out. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, we did get a letter about a grift oh i'm listening would you like to hear this yeah okay this is from dave barrera shout out to dave barrera shout out and thank you so much for being a part of 
Grifters. Speaking of, anybody who wants to send us an email, any questions, yes. comments, yes. inquiries, grifthorsepod at gmail.com. Grifthorsepod at gmail.com. How's everything tasting? Let us know. So here's a grift that he learned about years ago. Okay. He said, Sears used to alternate between free delivery and $50 off on appliances every week. Okay. But if you purchased Friday afternoons, you got both. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, they didn't have a good IT team. Uh, Probably contributed to their bankruptcy. (laughs) Yeah. So that was it. That was uh, just a letter from Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Just telling us about something we could have done. Yeah. But approximately 10 years ago. Yeah. Had we needed... A fridge that wasn't free. Speaking of, have you gotten your free fridge it's yet? An old school scam. Uh, no, uh, still in the midst of uh, getting them the forms and stuff, and then it might be another couple months. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, you got that free fridge to look forward to, though. I really do. I'm excited about that. It's going to go great next to the new AC, the new windows, and the new stove. There we go. Um, it's a luxury up in there. That's an American success story right there. Uh, but I will say that the Sears story does, anytime you hear about a grift, it opens up a new mental avenue. Yeah. Well, it makes me think of uh, how many times I've exploited the, yeah, like the IT failings of a company. Right. Like, for example, when I used to do the borders grift and, you know, you used to be able to return stuff without a receipt. Well, they made it so you could only return stuff without a receipt. And you would think that that would fuck me. But their computer system was so antiquated it couldn't tell if you had returned something twice by which i mean to say if i bought something and got a gift receipt then i could return i had let's say i had two you know i bought one book at a tag sale buy it at borders get a gift receipt i could return the tag sale one with the gift receipt and the one i bought at borders with the cash receipt Whoa. So you're So I was exploiting a loophole in their own fucked up like yes. computer system. So they made it they made it so that you could get even more money. No, it's not that I could get more money, it's that it's just that I could continue to do it. Okay. Because I used to return stuff without a receipt. Right. Well then you know, in an effort to curtail that, they're like, Well, you need a receipt. I was like, All right, I'll get a receipt, but then I'll return the thing twice. Right. You know what would have I think been the one thing that could have kicked your grifting even higher? Hmm. If it was produced by Rick Rubin. <laughs> Imagine him going, Megan, what'd you get from Borders today? All right, that looks great. Let's go eat. <laughs> well, you got to meditate and then you can eat. All right. Yeah. Prepare for your meal by relaxing. Mm-hmm. Your colon has to be nice and loose before you, I don't know, go to soup plantation. I don't know where Rick Rubin eats. Um, it's probably one of those places in a Beastie Boys song. Sells pizzeria. I don't know anything <laughs> about the Beastie Boys. Oh. By choice. Well, I understand. You're mm-hmm. of a different mindset. Right. Different generation. Right. Different story. Sure. <laughs> Megan, I enjoy coming to with you, this cultural meeting that we have every week. Mm-hmm. Um, they can find my stuff on social media at Howard Kramer. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter. How about you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Born Feral. And you can find us at grifthorsepod at gmail.com. That's right. And you can find Kiss My Griffs, our extras, mm-hmm. right there on Patreon. We'd love for you to subscribe to help keep the lights on here at uh, Grift Estates. And that's what's up now that SoundCloud's grifting us. 
making us pay them money yeah, to host out, this fucking they thing. Saw, they saw that money's being exchanged here. <laughs> they want to get in on it. Fucking A, man. Never so, ends. So help us pay SoundCloud. Help us pay the bills. And uh, we got a great little piece of theater we're going to do on this week's uh Kiss my grips. Kiss my grips. Can't wait. I'm sure I'm going to knock it out of the park. I'm SAG. Are you SAG? I am SAG. Yeah. There we go. We got um, a couple SAG heads. Uh, mostly in arrears, but that's <laughs> another reason we'd love for you to join our Patreon. <laughs> I just get a letter every year telling me what arrears I'm in. Okay. Yeah. Where are we at? I don't know. It's always something that I, I always wind up paying it off and then doing it again. Yeah. It's our pattern. <laughs> uh, but... We're so glad to have you with us, and we will see you right here again next week on Grift Horse.